Welcome to Take Notes. This is our podcast about keeping a little notebook around, trying to pay attention to what's going on around you, partake in some creative pursuits, read things, watch things, talk about them with Adam. Hello, Adam. Hey, Ted. Welcome back to the show. It's good to be back. Uh, I, a nice little two and a half week vacation, surprise episode. Popped up in the feed. Well done. I like that, to, sir. I do like to record an episode without you knowing. It's a lot of fun. Sometimes I, I feel like you're like, he's out of the way. Let me just do something efficiently uh, for once in the life of this podcast. I don't have to ask permission. It's got a little bit of that feeling to it every time it happens, but I love it. Uh, yeah, really, it's uh, it's really just about episode. like being able to send you a link like, hey, there's a new episode. You don't know what it is. It's, that's that's the most fun. Of, that's really the, thing. the wow. You know, yeah, the wow factor, the reveal. Well, um, thanks to Keith McCleary for coming on, sharing his knowledge. And, you know, you've got this fountain pen phase that, uh, you know, I feel like even that you kept a little bit quiet from me. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Yep. First things first, uh, every episode of this here podcast. I like that you did uh, You did some solo What Do You Gots. Uh, I know, but you know, What Do You Gots are. I thing. loved it. I was getting a very Ira Glass vibe from oh. it. I, I, that was, I really enjoyed it. You just nestled in there with the microphone and, and you just spun some tales. It was great. Ted, I'm blushing. And on this show, we don't start the show by blushing. We start the show by talking about what we've written in our notebook. So, Ted, what do you got? Okay. I did take uh, a number of fairly haphazard notes from my vacation. It was mostly beach-oriented. Um, this was a small moment. Pan- Panama City Beach up on the, the deck of this condo that we rented, looking down on the sidewalk you know, kind of adjacent to the beach. Um, A mother touched her toddler's shoulder to gently guide her away from the traffic on the the two-lane beach road. The little girl with pigtails and a cute two-piece bathing suit uh, batted the mother's hand away and screeched. Just saw that that from a distance. She was so cute. And And yet she screeched so loud. What do you got, Adam? Ted, my what do you got is very similar to your what do you got. It's got some strange echoes. Um, at the uh, at the gate to the airplane, I noticed a baby wearing only a diaper and flip-flops. She's <laughs> rolling on the ground, and her mother is along there with her. So I text Jennifer to tell her. This is what I've seen, and she, she writes, Maybe she threw up on all her remaining clean clothes. <laughs> While boarding the plane... I hear the mom tell someone that she and her baby just can't stand the heat anymore ever since they had COVID. Uh, 25 minutes ago. (laughs) uh, During the flight, in the back of the plane, mom is uh, struggling to hold the baby as the baby is kind of climbing on her head. Uh, The baby (laughs) smacks the mom in the face, and the Mm -hmm. mother turns to us and says, she's mama's girl. (laughs) <laughs> oh god what do you got Ted? okay uh spotted in the parking lot somewhere along the road this was a road trip a small red ford 
had an 18-count blue egg carton on the dashboard, warming in the hot, hot sun. (laughs) I mean, there couldn't possibly have been eggs in it. But what other conclusion can one draw from an 18-count egg carton sitting on a dashboard? Soft-boiled eggs all the way home. (laughs) What do you got, Adam? I've written, Nova Lox sounds like it should be the saltier variety. So there's Nova Lox and there's Belly Lox. Belly Lox typically cured in salt. For my entire life, uh, Nova sounds like that. Nova, like the word Nova, just sounds like that should be newer, saltier. I don't know. Um, Yeah. So that's what I wrote down. Nova Lox sounds like it should be the saltier variety. (laughs) That's when it. I when I go to the the New York deli here in Houston, which uh, I I call it that, it actually it's unclear what its actual name is. There's there's maybe four different signs, each of which <laughs> have a different variation on bagel breakfast deli New York. That's typical um, deli signage. But uh, yeah, every time I go for some, bring some locks up to the front, she says. That's the salty one, and I, yeah, I go switch now. So, I feel you. What do you got, Ted? All right. Uh, I was at, uh, at this beautiful beach, Panama City Beach, Florida. Lots of sh- small shells, very high density of small, fascinating shells. Found some shark teeth in there. A lot of shell digging. Um, approached my son at one point, uh, he was sitting in the sand. I said, hey, buddy, you want to look for more shells? He says, no. And here's a peanut shell. Picked up a peanut shell that was sitting on the ground and handed it to me. It's pretty good. If I was him, I'd you be know. carrying peanut shells like in my pockets on the beach just waiting for some. I mean, it felt like a setup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, felt like he, he had he had surrounded himself with props in order to sling that one my way oh well so one thing i learned from uh from your surprise episode was that you are in the midst of a fountain pen phase which uh which is i I think that's fun yeah i think that's that's a good thing i mean i'll get it out of the way i'm i'm in a i'm in a you're waxing i'm waning but i think i'm only waning in the sense that i don't want any more fountain pens i still enjoy using the ones i have uh, I just got tired of thinking about them, and I actually just like to kind of write with them. Um, but um, y- you got a Lamy 2000. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I think all of my fountain pens up until now have been $20, $25 range. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think that's it. I mean, maybe I've been gifted some that were more than that. But uh, I, I saved up gift cards. I got myself a Lamy 2000, broad nib. been wanting it for a while. And... Uh, but really, I, you know, I, like we all talk about, it, I, you know, I need to, I needed something that if I was going to lose or going to break or whatever, I, it wasn't going to kill me. You know, it wasn't going to like frustrate me too much. So yeah. anyway, I, I got it. And I just love it. I can, you can write in the, the new field notes. Like you know, I've been using the Great Lakes edition. I filled up Lake Superior, Mondo Lake, Michigan, doing east to west. But the, all of the, the newer field notes have used really you're good just, paper. You're going to mention that every chance you get, aren't you? Yeah. I give yeah. you one compliment about how great an idea that was. Now it, now you're Mr. East to West. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to, well, I mean, so this time I mentioned it, I got criticized, but I'm going to mention it again. I figure every other time I get complimented, every other time I get criticized for just mentioning it again. Um, next time I mention it, I'll definitely going to insist that I, I'll probably start by saying, I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, you know, the fountain pen works great in these notebooks too. So, um, you know, I brought, took that broad nib, used it in the notebook, had a lot of fun with it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's what I mean by fountain pen phase. It's not like I'm inking up everyone that I've got, but I've just had, had a lot of fun using them. Want to find some more inks. So that's what we talked about last week. Do you feel like you've got like the bug now? You're like, Ooh, this is the next level up of fountain pen. I don't know if I can ever go back. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, at least in the sense that it's not like I, I'm itching to buy more hundred dollar plus fountain pens. So this, this fountain pen I got on sale for like $150. Um, but I'm not, I'm not itching to buy more hundred dollar fountain pens at this point. I had just seen enough people say that this pen was amazing for a long time. And, yeah. you know, a couple things about this pen. It is, a, to, I think to look at it, it does not look like it is a, you know, $150 pen. It looks kind of matte. Um, the ink filling mechanism is very subtle to the point where at first I was like, there's no way to fill up ink in this pen. Um, I like that. You know what I mean? It's just very, it's like understated. It's not flashy. Is there a silver version of that? I don't know. Maybe. Because I want to say that uh, number one fan of the show, occasional co-host Ryan Sly, let me use his Lamy 2000. I'm sure he would he would correct if he was here. Silver-plated um, Ryan Sly, that's what we call him. Everything's got to silver be silver-plated with that guy. Yeah. But I, 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 he let me use it for a bit, and uh, it, I was, I, I think, of all, he's got a lot of really nice pens, but that's the one that just really sung. And I, I, you know, I looked at him and was just like, this is amazing. So I think he made a great choice. It looks like, it looks like there is a silver fountain pen. I mean, from the picture, to me, the picture that I'm looking at right now, like, even that one looks kind of understated, even though it's silver-plated. Um, yeah, well, it's it's a you know it's a what modernist kind of a vibe yeah. going on, minimalist, design yeah. heavy, but not not a lot of decoration. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think next time I'm in Houston, like we could like I could just swap my black matte pen for his silver plated Lamy? You think he'll notice if suddenly I'm holding a silver plated Lamy? I don't know. You, you keep talking about how uh, understated these things are. Hmm. We've got a heist. Heist for episode 200. You know what explosives got? <laughs> okay. Where do we go from here? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't do you have, have another to say. Do you have another question about the pen or the... Um, oh, I know. I know what I can do. Yeah, I don't think I do unless... Okay. You want to roll with it. Three, two, one. If I'm put aside for a moment the idea that I'm going to uh, steal my friend's pens. Uh, sure. What's the most expensive pen you've got, Ted? Right now, I think it's my Twisby Eco, which is not an expensive pen. It's like thirty-five dollars or so. Um, I love as that. As I've pen. talked about on the show in past, I once bought a nice Pilot pen for 150 or 175 bucks and lost it the next week so it was shortly after i visited that you couldn't find it right yeah (laughs) i see what's happening here 
Old Agatha Christie of the airwaves <laughs> spins another suspenseful tale. Well played. Surprise episodes, twist endings. Very I impressive. wonder why Ryan Sly couldn't make that New Yorker magazine issue. Did you uh, did you do any notebooking on your vacation, Ted? I did. You know, my, my technique is keep the old pocket notebook as per usual, but then I traveled with my, my Nanami Seven Seas writer. Um, got up a little early each day while the kids are, you know, watching their videos and whatnot and did some nice, uh, just journaling about the trip and, you know, reflection. So had a, had a good time, um, writing in that thing. Um, my field notes has just absolutely gone haywire. Um, my daughter likes to, you know, if we're at a restaurant or something, she'll, she'll demand my notebook and a pen and, do lots of fun drawings and, um, you know, take little notes and things. I've actually, she's got a quotes section. So my, uh, our, our little ethos is, uh, is rubbing off on her. I'm not going to read them because I didn't get authorization to do so ahead of time. And I've been reprimanded for such things in the past. But uh, her technique is to turn to a random page and start writing. Um, and then the next time I pick it up, I start writing after that page, not realizing there's four blank pages before that. So total travel notebook chaos in the field <laughs> notes and it's carnage and someone someone will have to come and uh I mean I've got putt putt I've got a putt putt golf score here after the scorecard got soaked in the rain and the little golf pencil started poking through. I've got I've got a French truck coffee sticker that i keep meaning to give uh give my daughter wedged in between the pages it's uh there's a lot going on a lot of chaos in this field notes which is i think a good thing um but but keep it'll keep you up at night worried about those blank pages in there um but i i love those i love that traveling get up early and write thing and, you know, just writing down what we did the previous day, where we are, what, what I'm looking at. Uh, I find that to be a very enjoyable. I, uh, I find time, practice. but I can never manage really to do that. Ted, check your text messages while we're recording. All right. Let's see. <laughs> uh, in the latest twist, uh, Adam has got a French truck coffee sticker inside the, uh, the field notes that he's using right now next to a drawing made by a child presumably unless yep. that's made by an adult oh his name's right there he did his name a bit too he did a little mario oh, yeah, mushroom signed yeah signed it yep um well you and i are a little too on the nose with our uh i think we may have just completely melded at this point the originality seems to have run dry we're just a couple of dads <laughs> with notebooks with, with coffee stickers in our notebooks just I didn't even... le leading parallel lives at this point. That's right. And if this podcast is ultimately successful, everybody listening to this right now, you're being you're being slowly siphoned into uh, into this single archetype. Check <laughs> if you, everybody check your field notes right now. You'll find that there's a French truck coffee sticker that you didn't realize was there. It's this a good is sticker. just a, in, in the words of Judge John Hodgman. This has been a a long play buzz marketing campaign for a, a new, new Orleans area coffee shop. Yep.
Well, you know, uh, speaking of doing the same things in our notebooks, um, while I was I was in Phoenix for a few days, and I got a text from my wife that uh, my son had made a schedule for the the book he's kind of supposed to read before middle school starts. Figure out how many chapters he has to uh, read each day to have it done in time. And I replied by texting my wife a page of not my notebook, which was my schedule for The Good War, um, that I had made that very day um, because I had this plan at the beginning of the year to um, slowly read Studs Terkel's The Good War over the course of a year. Um, and I've fallen just, just slightly behind. I need to read about 11 pages a day to catch up by the end of August. Um, although that was made that schedule on the 7th. Now here we are. Um it's a great book, actually, um, but it's maybe not a great idea to read read very long books very slowly because I think you will um, test the <laughs> test the laws of time as to how slowly you can possibly read the book. But uh, no, no, yeah, no, that's kind of my thing: long books slowly. The longer the book, the more slowly I tend to read it. Right, not ideal. I Anyways. did get some good reading done on vacation. I read Ian Rankin's uh, first. Uh, first uh, book, for, nice. first book in this, the the guy. What's the guy's Rebus. name? Rebus. 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 I read the first one, Knots and Crosses. So that's great. I, they get really good. Like they start good. They get really good pretty early on. And then your friend Pete Beatty and I. Mm-hmm. I only know Pete Beatty through his Goodreads account because of you. Uh, we both eventually had to fade it, may, fade away. Maybe around book twelve or so. It just we liked him, but they were just the same thing. We liked him for a long time, but then we both found, I found from his reviews, and I was feeling the same way, that uh, needed needed a little something new. But I, yeah. I've read a bunch of those. They're great. Oh, that's cool. I, I mean, I liked it. I, I didn't, I wasn't in love. It felt like a first a first one to me. There were a few rough edges, but I, I totally enjoyed it. Great vacation book. And I'm no great crime reader. I don't know. You know, maybe he's the best of the best, and I just don't know it. Um, and then I read um, Amor Tolls' Rules of Civility, which is, I think, from, you know, kind of early previous decade. Um, takes place in New York City and Manhattan in the 30s, kind of po- pre-World War II. Classic a, dad book. Really, really well-written, fun, inventive um, kind of melodramatic really good book really good book no kidding my dad loved that book big fan of the guy did you when you said early previous decade what were you talking about uh like 2013 so that's the previous decade okay yeah er, so early in the previous decade all right yes i agree i just that threw me off um that's is that how we're typically describing things that happened in the 2010s now i mean I don't know. Apparently, it was completely so. accurate. But what are you going to say? The twenty tens? That's like the worst phrase of all time. Maybe you that's know, why in, uh, my brain didn't want to say it. In England, uh, they'll call the two thousands. They call it all the time. They call it the noughties. Oh God. Uh huh. That's bad. I I have a I, theory uh, that in England they will say things that sound ridiculous if they are technically correct, and and they're they're much better at ignoring the fact that they sound ridiculous. They. People in England are now calling the people that work Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday twats. But they don't seem to be, like, it's the same way they're calling 
the early the 2000s, the noughties. They seem to just be separating the... Anyway. Yeah. When I was uh, in high school, I played baseball, and my number was... Because I, I, I wanted to be, you know, interesting. My number was double zero, zero, zero. Yep. Which they gave... Somehow they gave the option, and I selected it. I don't think I thought of that myself. And uh, there was one there was one evening playing out in some field somewhere, high school, Texas high school baseball. And there was, uh, it was rare, but there was an announcer wherever we were playing. And he just had this voice like this, up next. And he said, uh, up next, number double knot, dead walking. I thought double knot, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. That is cool. I read a book too. I finished it uh, on, on that that same flight that I shared with the uh, baby without clothes who was suffering from long COVID. Uh, <laughs> it's called The Trees by Percival Everett. Um, I have I had not read anything by Percival Everett before, and I don't know if I've if I've heard of him or not. Um, it is a it's kind it's it's a crime story. There's some magical huh. stuff going on. I read someone else refer to it as black exploitation for the uh, Black Lives Matter era. And it was fantastic. A page turner, like could wow. not put it down. Uh, like great crime story, funny as all get out, like hilarious. That's awesome. Um, and the, you know, I, I turned to my wife at one point <laughs> and I said this incredibly hokey thing. Like the great thing about books is I've just discovered this guy and he's got 30 books. Like, that's just the most amazing thing to me. You know, like, I pay pretty close attention. and But he was a blind spot for me and uh, can't recommend that book highly enough. That's fantastic. I mean, there is a certain magic when you're reading something that just works for you. And I, I think, you know, reading George Saunders and thinking about writing and, you know, ultimately writing being the act of reading and and experiencing those little moments of magic. Um, when you really find that, and I, I did feel this way about the Amar Tolls book, uh, and I'm glad you found that with uh, Percival Everett, but there's just something about it. You want to tell the people around you. You want to live there and it's just there's a there's a chemistry there that's i think that's what we're all looking for as we're reading i think it's why i when i stand in front of my bookshelf trying to pick the next thing to read my my heart just says it's just hopes so badly that i'll pick the thing that will make me feel that way um which is probably a pretty good argument for if something doesn't make you feel that way just stop reading it and go read something else yeah it's different for different people you know, right accepting that it's different for different people is a is a challenge but that's part of being an adult yeah yeah that's actually something that i'm not very good at at all when i read a book that i consider a book that like in my mind absolutely everyone would like this book um which right i guess i'm not even going to delude myself into thinking that the percival everett fits that because it's uh offensive and it is i mean black exploitation I, I don't know i don't know if that's the right word for it or not but like it gives you some sense and it's like political um but it's a hell of a page turner but anyways when i when i read a book that i'm like absolutely everyone would love this book and then they don't love it like uh 
I don't know, in college, like somebody didn't like a hundred years of solitude. It was just, I could, it could not. And I, I recognize it's my own thing. We all have our own taste. Did not compute for me. Just could not make sense of it. Uh, and, and it's uh, very immature of me. So at least now I can, I can watch myself having that immature reaction. Um, but I, like, I, but I still have it. <laughs> Let's do this again next week. Adam, what do you say? Sounds great, Ted. You can find us on the internet at takenote.space. You can find us on Twitter at takenotepod. You can find us on Patreon if you uh, would like to support us. Uh, we're, we're promising very little. We'll deliver. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. If you do want to throw in a little bread if you uh if you've enjoyed the podcast you know it's free i know there's a lot of free stuff out there and we're happy to be uh happy to be a little boat bobbing in that ocean but uh, if you do want to support us we'd really appreciate it helps us keep the lights on and keep some wind in our sails uh, that's at patreon.com slash take note um in the meantime take care